irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist. You're welcome to reach out to me several ways. You can do that through my LA Talk Radio show page. If you go to latalkradio.com, channel one, my show is All Things Therapy. There's a link to go to my website, which is NOLA Therapy the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy, and I'd really love to hear from you as my listener. I would like to connect with you and know what you like about the show, anything you don't like. If you have suggestions for guests and how I can reach them, the topics you'd like me to be speaking about and interviewing people on, and if you're interested in booking sessions with me, please do that through NOLA Therapy or by emailing me, lisa at nolatherapy.com. I appreciate everyone who has been subscribing to this show for the last two years plus through iTunes and Google Play. There's also a YouTube channel I have under NOLA Therapy, if you prefer that method of listening. And please support my work through the crowdfunding campaign that I have through Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash all things therapy. They are a platform for a lot of podcasters and authors and artists. You can give as little as a dollar a month to support us in developing and furthering our work. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. They offer almost 200,000 book titles for you to choose from. And as my listener, they give you a free month subscription as lo- along with an audiobook download of your choice. Take advantage of that and check it out by going to audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy. My guest today has been on before and I'm excited to speak with her in moments will be with Lori St. Clair. She is owner of sweetlifeastrology.com. She is an evolutionary astrologer. Additionally, she's a certified reflexologist, a Reiki practitioner, massage therapist, and intuitive counselor. And today she's going to talk to us about some specific transits happening that are affecting the way you might be feeling emotionally. You might have felt some pressure, intensity, just a bit up and down, and maybe not sure why. Mercury is not in retrograde, so we can't blame everything on that as we tend to like to do. Um, So, Lori, welcome. And where would you like to begin with us today? Oh, thank you, Lisa. I I love that you said we can't blame uh, anything on Mercury being retrograde. (laughs) Um, You know, it's funny because as astrologers, you know, we joke with each other, but we definitely tell our clients that, you know, the astrology... um, is to help you and empower you not to, not to, um, you know, place blame. Mm. So sorry about that. Um, one second. There we go. Um, so I totally get that. Like, uh, it's very easy to just go, Oh, Mercury's retrograde. Um, you know, because it can really get frustrating and feel like that. And particularly, the last retrograde that we had was was very frustrating, and I had a lot of people reach out to me um, during that period uh, because of frustration. Yes, I, I'm certain of that. So where do you think is a good place for right now today? And I know you even picked today's date because there were some positive transits going on, um, and so just I, I'd okay. like to turn over to yeah. you to help me out here. Definitely. Yes, yes, yes. I um I did pick this date because Mercury wasn't retrograde. Um Mercury actually went direct on Sunday and it was um right at the time that we had a new moon. That new moon was in Aries 
And when Mercury was retrograde, it was retrograde in Aries. So we've got a lot of energies, um, a lot of planets in Aries right now. And Aries always wants to um, push forward. You know, it's very much the spark of life energy. It's the warrior energy. It's our instinctual nature. Um, Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, so it likes to be first. And while Mercury is retrograde, that energy was um, kind of being held back. So mm. people were wanting, you know, instinctually to be able to go forward and push through and kind of, um, you know, get their own way. There's a big impatience. And so we have a lot of lessons around that and looking at our anger and um, how we use our desire and our drives and our will and just really kind of purging some stuff around issues, um, you know, with other people and uh, communication, stuff like that. And see, I'm leading into kind of, we've got a big shift that just happened. Yes. Um, yes. Um, there's, there's two things, you know, this week has been pretty intense, but it's, you know, following a period of intensity where we've been asked to really look at some, some core issues. So uh, two of the things that happened this week uh, was that Saturn went retrograde Mm -hmm. and then Chiron, which is not a planet. It is an asteroid. If people are unfamiliar with it. And I know that uh, you're currently um, you've, you've written a book on Chiron and I'm so excited about that because thank you more information. Yeah. More information really needs to be available about Chiron because it is so important. Chiron went from the sign of Pisces, into Aries. Now, that's huge. Um, Chiron has not been in the sign of Aries since ni- since April of 1968. Wow. So that's 50 years, you know, wow. we're culminating on a cycle here. And like I was saying, the Aries energy has to do with um, the I am principle the warrior archetype, the hero. It's about your own personal power, self-identification. And Chiron is, wherever it is in our chart, brings up the area that we may feel um, wounded, we may feel lacking. And when it's, you know, in the sky, whatever sign it's going through, brings that into the collective consciousness to be healed. Yeah. So this, yeah. So this shift, if we go back 50 years, you know, in April of 1968, um, Martin Luther King was assassinated April 4th, 1968, just after Chiron went into the sign of Aries. Okay. And yeah, that, you know, I look at that as just being so symbolic of the warrior and mm-hmm. this man fighting for civil Initiating. rights. Yeah. Initiating, yeah, exactly. initiating and pioneering and putting himself out there. Yes, putting himself out there, and he be, he be, he's assassinated, and so there is that sacrifice that he makes you know, the sacrifice with his life. And when you're dealing with Chiron, there's always something to be sacrificed. And and I know I, you know, I feel like this might be redundant telling you because, you know, you've just, um, you know, done all this, all this uh, work on this book, but. Well, so it's for our for listeners, the listeners can, out there. Yes. For our yeah. listeners to really and, understand, I think how important what you're saying is and how it really applies to us and yes. the relationship aspect of our lives, how we manage our finances, how we initiate or don't initiate professionally, personally. I think 
Chiron and understanding where those where that placement is and where our wounding is can help us really stand more in our power. I think to know where we're vulnerable allows us then to choose differently and to choose more proactively, uh, just having knowledge of, of where we might have some weaknesses or areas to develop. And so that's what I've been working on in articulating this material. And what you bring is the knowledge of an astrologer, which I'm not, I'm a psychotherapist. So I mix Chiron with spirituality and psychology, where I love that you bring the influence of other planets and just a bigger picture to us in the sky and how it's related to us. Yes, 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 yes. And, and I, and I love, I love, you know, what you do. And that's so important, um, bringing that to people the way that you bring it. And exactly. uh, It's sorry, it's all about the healing aspect. And that's really the Chiron emphasis is um, where we are wounded, where we do feel weak. And uh, that's where we get the greatest gifts because we really, we have to work a little bit harder and we might have to give up something and sacrifice for the greater good, you know, particularly wherever Chiron is personally in your chart, um, you know, what sign, what house, how it's aspected, but as well in the sky. So right now, collectively, everyone is experiencing um, the move of Chiron into Aries and I feel that it's very significant that this shift took place right after this very kind of fraught Mercury retrograde in Aries. So it really was kind of the prequel to getting ready for this shift and the work that uh, we're going to be doing in our consciousness about uh, the right use of will, um, looking at any places that you might have in your life where you say, well, who am I to fill in the blank? You know, it's really about your, you know, the personal um, will and what are you doing? What am I doing? And where do I need to be a hero in my life? What do I need to fight for? What does give me a sense of passion and a sense of freedom and the way that you can uh, be a warrior for the thing that really gives you the spark of life. Yes. And what you're saying, Lori, is reminding me of moments ago where you spoke about sacrifice. And I'd like to just spend a, a, a moment there because I'm, I'm mm-hmm. certain some listeners are thinking, oh, no, sacrifice, I have to give something up. And this is actually a really wonderful thing because what it is that we're giving up is the are the ways we haven't shown up for ourselves, the ways that we have played small, for instance, depending on where Chiron is in your chart. And if it, it might be that you're giving up people-pleasing, you're giving up putting yourself second, and you're stepping into – putting yourself not first in a bully kind of selfish asshole way, but in a way where you're standing in your truth and in your beauty and having things to offer and say that are beneficial that you might not have said before. You might have sacrificed your true opinion to fit in. And so what you're giving up or sacrificing are those old patterns and ways of being that keep you disempowered and keep you feeling less than and depressed and upset. So I just want to kind of reframe the word sacrifice into something really awesome that Chiron invites us to do literally that the wounds that we have that are those chirotic wounds are invitations to change and shift into being more and more of our full selves and doing things we've always wanted to, but maybe we're scared to like start a podcast, write a blog, ask someone on a date, etc. Would you would you agree with Oh, how I'm amen, sister. I'm, I'm going to give you a hallelujah on that. Thank one. you. I, I, yes, I, I love everything you just said. And, and that's exactly right. And as I was getting ready for this, I was thinking about the word sacrifice and how sacred, you know, when you make when something is sacred, that's really appreciating it. And sometimes you know, you do give up things, 
usually when you're giving something up, it's for the greater good. And, and, and it's about making something sacred and appreciating the sacredness in something. I like that. So I, yeah, I love that. And, and especially um, you're talking about what you might be afraid of. Yes. Aries is all about courage. Mm. As a matter of fact, I, I kind of laugh because people will say, you know, Aries is fearless and it, it's not that it's that they're working on developing courage and how do we develop courage? We're placed in situations that frighten us. And yes, that's how we overcome fear is by being in situations that challenge us or that um, call for courage. And, you know, the word, um, you know, courage comes from the French word um, cour, which means the heart. The heart, yes. And yes, and so that's back to Aries being a fire sign and, you know, that passion. And where are we, you know, where have we let the fire go out in our mm. life? I like that. And yeah, and, and how can we, I mean, you know, if you listen to Martin, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., this is a, a passionate man. And yeah. if, if we, you know, if we can look at, you know, where in our life um, do we need passion? Do we need that spark of life? Do we need fire? Um, and also during that time, there was a lot, you know, back um, in the late 60s and into the early 70s, there was a lot of protesting about the Vietnam War. Right. And, you know, Aries is the archetype of the warrior. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's going to be a lot of looking at that, like that um, martial energy, the energy of war and how it's, it's um, you know, right use of will and right use of action or not. And how does that need to be corrected? And how do we need to individually stand up exactly for the bullying or the way that um, other people are being treated. Yes. Yes. I mean, just look at our world right now with Syria and um, the, you, you know, what's, what's, gosh, has my mind right. blank. With Syrian going no, on in the no, world no, no, no. and North Korea, right. the U.S. And, exactly. and these attacks. And it's like, wow, this, this right. warring spirit to have dominance and, and having to weigh and measure what our decisions are, at the, our world leaders' decisions are and the consequences that they hold for people. Exactly. Exactly. And so I, I definitely look to be seeing um, – people standing up and speaking out about that, you know, initiating action on that right use of um, the warrior energy. And, you know, that obviously is individualistic, but it's something that really we need to be looking at right now and, and will be, you know, it's, it's very present, especially, um, like you said, what has just happened. So it's, it's coming really to forefront in our consciousness. Um, let's see, let me see, let me see, let me think. Oh, I, and I wanted to say for each person kind of individually, you know, with astrology, it's all cycles. And so you can look back um, personally in your life to around the end of 2001 and into you know, 2002, uh, whatever was coming up for you personally, that might have been um, some kind of um, healing that was taking place or issues in your life that you saw you might have needed attending to. Uh, this can, this time period can be a time that you reflect back on those issues as well. So that's just something to kind of put into your, you know, into your mind and marinate on for future reference during this so, period. Uh, as, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Did you finish? And then I'll ask you this question. Oh no, go ahead. 
So for the person listening and thinking, for instance, say I'm a Leo, what, so Chiron was in Pisces, now it's in Aries. What does this mean for me? How can people kind of use what we're talking about to connect to our conversation right now if they're having a hard time with that? Um, you know, that for each person individually, like if um, you know your chart or if you have your chart done, that helps a lot because then you can see what, what particular area of life um, your own Chiron um, may sit in. And then out, you know, in the sky right now, whatever sign it's, it's going through Aries right now, um, where that falls in your chart. So everything that and, I'm talking about, yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no you, I'm just agreeing with you. Yes. Okay. So, so right now for everyone, it's, um, Chiron has gone into the sign of Aries. So this will be a very, um, collective energy that people will be experiencing and feeling now depending on how it relates to your chart meaning what kind of aspects it makes in your chart you may feel it more significantly you might not feel it as much so that's one of the things that is really useful in astrology is really knowing your own placements and knowing so that you're aware of where it might be um, acting out. Um, does that make sense to you? It does. Yeah, it does. I'm just feeling that somebody okay. might be listening and wondering, okay, what does this mean for me? And so I'm, I'm hearing you say that it would be helpful for individuals to get their chart, see where Chiron is, and have more understanding of their personal uh, issues around around this. Is that yes. accurate? Yes. Yeah, very, very much so. And it's really the thing of as above, so below. Yeah. And, you know, no matter what, you always have stuff going out, going on in the outside world. And then you have your own internal personal journey. And that's the benefit of knowing your own chart and how the things going on in the sky is, you know, affecting the collective. So it's kind of like the mic, the macrocosm and the microcosm. Yeah. Okay. So, can I share? so no matter you go on first and then I'll I, share. No, you first, Lori. No, and then, no, okay. Well, uh, how sure. you were talking about, we were talking about Chiron and Pisces and it just moved into Aries and it just flashed mm-hmm. my mind. I think it's, um, interesting that we went through this last presidential election with Chiron and Pisces because one of the the wounds for a person that has Chiron and Pisces is a wounding in their ability for self-care and in the immaterial world as I call it which means like a, a wounding in a sense of oh my gosh can I believe in the world unfolding to be a safe place for me and I think a lot of people felt so destabilized following the election and and the outcome that there was this sense of uh, oh my gosh what am I going to do we're going to move to Canada we're going to move to Europe and so I think that really speaks to Chiron and Pisces and just a wounding and how am I going to take care of myself in in this world that we're in and and so some of the the dangers of that, the the underbelly of Chiron and Pisces has to do with addiction, a propensity towards addiction, escapism, and just the true healing for that wound is through a connection to spirituality, to something that you find meaningful. And I think we started to see that definitely in the last few months with people plugging into hashtag me too and sensible gun laws and just all of the huge movements bringing people together to take action aka chiron and aries so i've right. just seen as i've been writing my book just the cultural shifts relating to these two placements of chiron and i wonder what you thought right. about that. oh no i love that you brought that up because exactly the chiron and pisces is kind of a wounding 
to the beliefs and your connection to spirituality or to God, however you want to place that. And exactly the wanting to just escape because things are um, not as you wish they would be. And so that the shift I feel of the Chiron going into Aries is that um, just the right to life you know, mm. and the right to be, the I am, and how we've, you know, because those um, behaviors of the Pisces can be, gosh, you know, I just want to avoid and I, and I can't deal with it. It's too much. And then Aries is like, all right, you know, I'm going to be the warrior. I've got to face my fears and I'm going to empower myself even though I'm afraid I am going to move forward. And that's, you know, because I really thought about that with like the assassination of um, Martin Luther King Jr., where, boy, that really put into the zeitgeist, look what happens when you stand up for yourself. You know, that created a lot of fear. But just like about a week later was when President Johnson signed um, the Civil Rights Act. And so, you know, through difficulties, um, things get changed. And yes. that's, yeah, so, so that's awesome. the thing. So it's really about this personal empowerment. Um, and I'm going to shift over now um, to what you were talking about, people being worried about their security. And totally understandable. Get that. Um, the planet Uranus is going to be moving into the sign of Taurus on May 15th. That is a huge shift as well. So um, it has not been in the sign of Taurus since 1934. Wow. So I, yeah, it's an, it's an 80 year cycle and I went, um, I went back into, you know, look, looking up history. And, and actually, there are astrologers that focus on um, political world events. They're mundane astrologers. And that's not my specialty. But, uh, you know, like, you know, I do the evolutionary astrology, which is much more about the personal empowerment. So mm -hmm. just look, looking quickly at some of the historical events, um, right when Uranus went into Taurus in 1934, we had um, the um, SEC was established, the Security Exchange Commission. Um, the, um, let's see, um, the Savings and Loan, uh, President Roosevelt signed the Federal Credit Union Act um, into, um, into being and the federal savings, yeah, federal savings and loan was associated, association was created. Sorry. But basically, um, Uranus brings up the archetype of um, progression. It's really, it, it's likened to earthquakes, um, lightning bolts, epiphanies because it's moving beyond the status quo. Now, the Uranus being in Taurus, it's that we're seeking to bring some stability mm -hmm. out of chaos. I see and that as you're talking. Yeah, to our financial structure, Taurus being about yes. our finances and values. That's so cool. Exactly. So I, I definitely... And, and looking to see with this shift that there are going to be some um, changes to those structures that were um, made during that time 80 years ago. Uh, certainly, it is, you know, everything with the Internet has changed so much. Um, the, the whole currency, world yes. currency has been changing. Um, so personally, uh, with people we're going to be looking at the changes that we need to make in our own value system and how we do value money, um, how we value ourselves. And 
how we can achieve some sort of stability in these changing times. Yeah. You know, yeah, I really hope, I really hope to see, um, art and, um, what you know people focusing on bringing the alt the art and culture back you know arts culture music yes yes. and as a way to heal and transform and connect Mm -hmm. exactly because um taurus rules the arts it does rule money and and people basically it, it really deals with the things that are basic for our survival and you know this is food water shelter money but without beauty without art you know how how um how much is life worth living if we don't have any beauty if we don't have any um anything that inspires us sensual pleasures Right. Right. And, and in particular, the body, you know, Taurus also rules, you know, our physical body, just being in physicality and how we can, the things that we need to make changes in, in our life about personal care and personal love to um, be physically well. Yes. I, I really, I, I kind of, um, laughed because uh, there was I saw something recently about uh, what is it um, robots and you know people uh, this man was designing a a beautiful robot to be his partner and I just thought well that's that's one way of doing Uranus which rules technology in Taurus um, definitely not, not what I would think, but it is one way because everybody expresses things very differently. Yes. Yes. So what role, Lori, since Chiron has an elliptical orbit between Uranus and Saturn, it, what, what role is Saturn playing? I know it went retrograde. Saturn went retrograde April 17th. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is that this is kind of like a performance review where we can look back on, on how are we doing, kind of check in with, with what, what are we doing? How are we doing? So can you talk to us about that? Definitely. Right now as yes. well, please. Yes. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, um, exactly. Um, Chiron is, uh, does it's, it's orbit goes right between, um, Saturn and Uranus. We call it the bridge between Saturn and Uranus. And Saturn in astrology um, represents the elder. It's very much about um, rules and regulations. It's about our structures, um, our, our roles in society and how we're seen. And what's funny is, is it's very, you know, would be the tradition. And then Uranus is very much like the rebel and breaks up the status quo. So the Chiron sitting right in between it, in it, in between it, sorry, um, is like the bridge between that because all of those things are valid. We need structures, we need rules, we need regulations, but there are times when we need to reevaluate them. And we need to see, okay, the, some of these structures aren't working or they need to be updated. And yeah. this is also part of what the Chiron plays in the collective consciousness is when we look at the things that are weak and that need to be um, uh, shored up. It helps us to progress and expand in different and unusual ways. So back to Saturn going retrograde. Um, Saturn is currently in the sign of Capricorn. It's in its own sign, so it's it's very strong there. It's very happy there. Um, but when it goes retrograde, exactly, it's about reviewing. It's about introspecting. And it's a time for us personally to go within and look at responsibilities and personal accountability and where you may be giving your own authority away, where you need to take 
more authority in your life, uh, where you may need to implement new structures, where you might need to reassess your goals and your long-term plans. And Saturn um, in Capricorn, either way, Saturn represents, um, can represent uh, fears. And so when it goes retrograde, it can be a time of looking at fears and looking at how you may be holding yourself back and um, what kind of personal limitations are you putting on yourself and why? Why are you putting those limitations on yourself? And particularly looking at the messages that you got um, from society or how you are supposed to be out in the world according to them, according to society, and looking at owning your own sense of personal um, authority and accountability. I liken it to not having to... Uh, what do I want to say? Um, not worrying about whether you have letters after your name, but okay. whether you feel good within. It has nothing to do with the outside world's approval. Our, our own approval. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's very, yeah. And I think yeah, that so Chiron, go on and then I'll say. No, I was just going to say, it's really about looking at our own self-sufficiency and our own self-discipline. Yes. And I think Chiron aids us with that in looking at these uh, Saturn, Saturnic, if there's such a word, um, you know, like Saturn is associated with being a taskmaster and stopping us and restriction and, oh, like I just want to go, but I can't. And I think Chiron helps us view Saturn differently with empathy and with compassion and knowing where our Chiron is and what those wounds are, we can then be empathetic to where we might have fears, as you were saying a few moments ago, and how we can explore those fears, question those fears, and start testing out, well, maybe I can try some of those things I'm scared of. Maybe I can say and act in some of those ways or or stop or restrict myself so I can be happier. So I think Chiron is just such a beautiful blending of he gives us the help that we need to take those steps and what we need to start and stop or adjust. So I think it's just a really wonderful time to be introspective and kind of sit with ourselves. Would you, For would sure. you agree? Oh, certainly. I, I love, I love how you said all that. I, I'm going to give you another hallelujah lady. Um, that, that was beautiful. Exactly. And, and, I, I really concur with that is that um, when we exactly we look at that Chiron um, energy and we face these things, especially the Chiron in Aries, because, you know, we don't like, you know, it's not that pleasant to look at our weaknesses, but that's where we um, we really benefit the most. Yes. Yes. So, I'm with you. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, um, I'm, I'm just, uh, I just, I'm kind of getting how deep, deep this is. It really, there really is so much personal transformation um, going on, but also available to us. And and I really think that so many more people are um, looking into alternative ways. Um, for healing and alternative ways for um, connecting with others and connection with, you know, something uh, greater than themselves. And I think that's also part of the Chiron going into Aries is that, you know, having the courage to take action in your own healing and, um, and also the healing of other people, because when you heal yourself or work on your own issues, that ripples out and that also benefits all of humanity. 
It does. It does. You know, and Mother Teresa had her Chiron in Pisces. And yeah. one of the things I, I share in that chapter of my book is the image I give if you have Chiron and Pisces is like when you board an airplane and the flight attendants say, put on your own oxygen mask first before you assist others, basically. And that's mm-hmm. that's that's the task for a Chiron and Pisces individual to put on your own oxygen mask first instead of overdoing, over caring, over performing to compensate for feeling like you might not be enough or have enough. And then for the Chiron and Aries personality, the wounding is in one sense of value and worth and feeling like you're not good enough, no matter what you do, no matter how many awards or whatever you get or achieve, it's fleeting and it's like water flowing through your fingers. So for this person, it's really about boundarying yourself as you need to, to not fall into those old patterns of people pleasing or saying things just to fit in that maybe you won't do certain things if you feel like you're not strong enough yet to really be your authentic self. And it's about really rooting into your value and to your worth with affirmations like I am enough, I am worthy. And just like you were saying, what what that can bring to our world and the way we choose to change it in our area of interest in the arts or in medicine or in astrology or whatever field that we've chosen to, to be of service and act in. Yeah, I, I totally agree with everything you said. That's just awesome. And, and I love um, one of the points that you brought up about boundaries because Saturn in um, Saturn also deals with boundaries and, uh, you know, you can look at it as limitations and, you know, you can um, have a, a negative connotation to that. But if you look at, um, you know, boundaries, how important it is to have boundaries as to um, this, this is what my responsibility is. And that's what your responsibility is. And that way you don't get overwhelmed with, um, you know, things that you can't possibly affect. So I, I and gosh, I'm sorry. I'm so it's okay. Yes, you're doing great. Exactly. The, yeah. No, the thing about boundaries is, um, is so important as the Saturn goes retrograde, um, and looking at, okay, where might I need to, um, put boundaries in my life? And that's not necessarily a negative thing. It's a great thing because it, yeah. it gives you a sense of empowerment and exactly you know, this it's, I think it's just such a, a great combination with the Saturn going retrograde in Capricorn at the time that the Chiron moves into Pisces, like exactly everything that you were just saying. It's like, there's this beautiful blend going on. If we are to, you know, we'll step up to the task of being authentic and, you yes. know, taking an honest look because you know, I, I often say, you know, this planet isn't for sissies, you know, mm, we've, mm-hmm. I, I really, I really admire, you know, anybody that's on this planet, you know, um, you know, this place is, is not an easy place. And I, I really give people kudos for just first of all, showing up here and yeah, you know, you know, trying to, to do the work and, um, get through things. And this is really a time where it, to me, it's an opportunity that the personal empowerment can just really expand because we're being faced with a lot of difficulties. We, we really are. It's, it's no joke. Um, and if we can look for, what the positive is in any of this stuff. I know so many people have been frustrated and so many people have been um, kind of depressed and sometimes our outer situations take away a lot of things that um, make us feel comfortable so that we can really develop that attitude of gratitude because we have to look harder for the things 
that we are grateful for. We have to look harder for the things that we love. And this is a way of honing our own identity is when we really define what it is that matters to us in life. So I imagine that you've been working with people lately, Lori, to help them with developing patience and self-encouragement and self-forgiveness. Is that accurate? Oh, yeah, very accurate, uh, very accurate, especially the patients, um, particularly with this Mercury retrograde. And anytime there are planets and Aries, um, th- there is that urge to push forward. You know, it's Aries is um, the, the symbol is the ram and it just wants to put its head down and butt, you know, butt forward and push everything <laughs> out of its way. So, right. yeah, exactly. And, and sometimes that is appropriate and sometimes right. it's not appropriate. It's not. And right. Yeah. Right. So that is a blessing of Saturn, you know, because Saturn is very much about moderating things and taking things one step at a time and, um, you know, having a goal and working on it um, methodically, you know, whereas, you know, Aries, Aries doesn't care. It just, it just goes. So, and thoughtfully Saturn helps us, I think, be thoughtful. And often that can make us uh, our work less rather than more. If we are more thoughtful and methodical and just, all right, let me slow down and things can flow more easily than if we just, rush ahead for sure for sure um saturn is very practical exactly it's it's about those long-term goals and how you achieve them and you know aries um aries is not really focused on the long term it's very much about what is now so if if you can combine you know Mm -hmm. those two energies in a way that's that's really helpful it's, it's kind of like, yes, obviously, we have to be here in the here and now um, and look to the future and, you know, not live too much in the future, but kind of be able to go between and, you know, make sure that the place that we are butting our heads forward to is the direction that we want to be going. Absolutely. That's so important. Yeah, and I like I like that you also brought up about forgiveness and and self forgiveness because uh, whenever you know we talk about Saturn, you know the thing about limitations is that we can be really hard on ourselves and mm-hmm. we can really look at um, you know emphasize what we haven't done and you know what we need to do or how could I be more and that. Um, that energy, it's great if we can look at that and use it practically, but not if we get stuck in it. Yes. You know, combining the Aries energy, bringing that in, it gives us the push to go forward and to not just be focusing on um, the lack of ourselves. Absolutely. So where do you want to end this? And I feel like the time has just gone by crazy quickly and we could easily keep talking. I want listeners to know for sure how they can reach you, Lori, to schedule sessions, inquire about an astrological reading, an intuitive session, however you want to leave us today. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, I have a Facebook page. Um, It's Sweet Life Astrology. I also do uh, there, I post videos usually about the new moon, the full moon, or if anything um, else astrologically is going on, which it usually is. Uh, you can reach me. My phone number is area code 310-963-3145. Um, also, my website is uh, sweetlifeastrology.com. And uh, that pretty much how you can reach me. You know, I, I love doing astrology. I love talking about it. I'm so grateful to be on your show and especially with all the knowledge that you have, um, you know, about Chiron and the interest in astrology and the therapy you do is just so um, fantastic and that you're so open to different things. It's just, uh, I love it. Thank you so much. 
Thank you, Lori. And I want to say how much I love and for our listeners to know the videos that you do throughout the month, the 15 or 20 minute videos. I find them so helpful because you break things down like I wasn't sure before. What does it mean Uranus moving into Taurus? I know what Uranus is about. I know what Taurus is about, but I would never know in 1934. That's when the SEC commission was established. So I love when you make things practical because I think that's one of the biggest beauties of astrology and where I think it's so helpful. Helpful, and I'd like to see it more in the mainstream of self-help and psychology, which is one of my purposes of incorporating it into my book that'll be coming out, is so that practitioners like you have just more and more of a platform to help people with this language of understanding these symbols and, and the meaning that they hold for us to make decisions and choices and even self-affirm where we are. So I have a lot of gratitude and respect for you as well. Ah, thank you. Thank you. I think that is so important that um, people are able to recognize that their own astrology chart is unique to them. You know, a lot of times people don't take astrology seriously because they read it in the paper and they just get a very, very generalized thing that can be, you know, it's so vague and that doesn't really help a person to really feel that it's significant significant to them individually and that astrological chart is very personal it's very much i call it like their um their dna it so, is yeah yeah so, well thank you yeah, for thank you all for, the work for bringing that, that out you, do. you are welcome and i look forward to talking again and having you on um to talk even more about chiron in more details through all the signs and houses even in the future i'd really love that dialogue Oh, that would be fantastic. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day, Lori. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That concludes our show for today. I was with Lori St. Clair of SweetLifeAstrology.com. I hope everyone has a great week, and I look forward to being with you next week at the same time. Bye-bye. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir.